mine now. You belong to me. Today we're going to play a new fun game. Do a little dance. Make a little love. Make it Get down tonight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to the Twin Picks Podcast. Welcome to the Twin Picks Podcast. Oh, fuck it, let's just go from there. My name's Dan. <laughs> My name's Nicole. <laughs> and this is a, a movie-based podcast where we talk about two films based on the topic. This week, it's martial arts, and we're talking about Fist of Fury and a Raid. After that, we are going to pick our topic and our films for next week, and this time it's back to you, and you're choosing the topic. Yeah. The final section is Stitch Up, and I lost the poll last time, and I had to watch an Easter Bunny puppy. But there's a little... We've just got to talk about that when it comes up, so I'm just going to sizzle there. Mm-hmm. I don't expect yeah. just a regular Easter Bunny puppy review. Like, there's something a little bit different happening. Don't get too excited, you know, just find that balance between really bored and super excited. It's somewhere in between that. Am I going to get pissed off, Dan? Are you going to piss me off like a couple of weeks ago with Brad and Prejudice? <laughs> you might get angry, yeah. <laughs> wait and see. We'll wait and sizzle. Yeah, and then we announce, we figure out who's lost the poll next time and announce the stitch-ups for the next poll, blah bloody 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 blah mm. um, Before we get to all that, we have a little chat about general life events and uh, stuff we've been watching. The first thing I want to say is that this is our 50th episode. We've made it to number Woo-hoo. 50, 5-0. And it's a bit of a milestone. I'm really happy yeah. that we've reached it reached around this far i don't know see all these innuendos are coming out already we ain't even got to the fisting bit <laughs> um i'm really happy with that we've made it to 50 i think it's great well, technically it's 49 i guess because there was an episode that albert and i recorded uh that we never released <laughs> no, because it was a horrible sound quality so i left it and it's never been released never seen the light of day but then you joined and uh, we've, we've done about 20. We've done about 20 together now, haven't we? We, we were discussing the other day. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely 20 eps. Feels like more, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Considering we've only done that in a couple of months. Coming up five months or so, isn't it? So Shit, time really? creeps along. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, just 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 about, just about five months. But that's what time does, doesn't it? It just creeps along and you don't even notice. It just taps you on the shoulder and goes, oh, hey, look, I just fucking, it's just five months ago now. And you're like, what? What do you mean? Fuck off time. <laughs> Celebrate, I guess, is, well, I don't really know what my point is. Like, yay, 50, five zero, yay. brilliant. Time passes. Have you got your pina coladas ready? I wonder what you was going to say then. I've got, <laughs> no, I haven't. I've got just some coffee. So that will do me. Some hard coffee. It's a hard coffee, yeah. I mean, I would love a pina colada, to be honest, but my uh, caseworker says I'm not allowed. Make virgin ones for you then. Virgin ones? Pineapple juice. With no alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) You know what they say about pineapples, Dan? Yes. (laughs) What do they say, Nicole? It doesn't go well on pizzas, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's I thought you were going to say that. It doesn't go well on pizzas, no. It, I hate fucking pineapple yeah. pizza. I think it should be a, a thing that's dead that nobody should be allowed to do. This is a sort of controversial topic we, we cover on the Twin Picks podcast. Very controversial. We'll do a poll next week. We'll see if people rather pineapple on pizza or not. No, let's not. Let's do. <laughs> let's use our time more interestingly. Let's do anything else. What else have you been up to this week? Apart from just sitting down in my pants celebrating on my own the 50th episode of the podcast. Um, Yeah, yay! I've got one little candle and a little little cupcake. Just blow it out in the darkness on my own. 
<laughs> and you can't eat it. And I can't eat it even now. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for reminding me, mate. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was feeling all right, and you just dragged me right down to the gutter again. Thanks. I'll have to make 12 fisting jokes to make up for that. So we're celebrating 50 as a milestone. Coincidence, it was also your. You had some celebrations going on. Yeah, I celebrated my 30th on Sunday. How did it go? Yeah, it was all right. Considering... You're 30. Yeah, considering I'm 30. And uh, considering I was supposed to be in Portugal or I was going to go to Northern Territory for my birthday. Neither of those mm. things happened, thanks COVID. I, uh, I went for a hike during the day briefly and then had dinner with my fam and I got a lovely present uh, with a lot of birthday messages from all of my mates and I was very oh, surprised my uh, my sister-in-law got in contact with you. I was very impressed by that. Yeah, it was very <laughs> nice of her, wasn't it? But yeah, she was like, oh, if you want to write a, a message, I was like, oh God, what do I write? Because you know, I'm not very good at being sentimental and writing all those sorts of things. <laughs> so I had to make it a bit of a joke. Anyway, that's that's about it. I got, I did myself a ISO haircut because I couldn't be bothered waiting for the hairdressers. You cut your locks off, didn't you? How, how much did you take yeah. off? I reckon a good 15 centimetres off my hair, I reckon. What did you use? My fabric shears. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, blimey. They work all right. <laughs> yeah, they did their job. Mum's like, oh, it's actually not that bad. But yeah, that's, that's about it for me. Have you been up too much or just been watching movies? Oh, I've been playing a bit of um, PlayStation lately. I've mm-hmm. just managed to finish Spider-Man. It's only taken me two years on the, on the PS4. It's really annoying because I, I, I played it and my PS4 ran out of space, so I had to delete the game. And then I got more space, so I re-downloaded the game and I had to start again but now I've collected all the backpacks I've chased all the pigeons I've uh, diffused all the bombs I've killed Aunt May uh, spoilers for Spider-Man and now I don't know what to do with myself I've got a couple of time challenges left to do and I'm considering whether or not to go for the silver and gold medals so that's about as dramatic as my week has been mate just deciding what to do next on Spider-Man I've got a few more trophies to collect I'll probably do it I'll probably do it before I start a new game I've been doing a bit of reading I've been reading a bit of I've got a, a book for my nans, uh, and I picked up my, my my first Stephen King. So I've been reading Pet Cemetery. Good read. I, I'm looking forward to finishing it. Maybe reading a bit more King. Never read any of them, and I wanted to read The Stand, but when I looked at The Stand, it was a big old fucking book, and I thought I'm never going to finish. I'm never going to finish that. So I went for the smallest Stephen King novel that I could find on my nan's shelf, and it was Pet Cemetery. Are they both adaptation? Have they done movies on those Stephen King novels? Yeah, they've done. There's been two versions of Pet Cemetery, one in '89 and then one a couple of years ago. Maybe it was 2018 or maybe last year. And The Stand, there was a 90s miniseries, and apparently they're doing a new HBO mm. series uh, of it now. So I'm looking forward to, to getting that. And then apart from that, I've just been watching loads of films. I've got I know, loads of films. I haven't watched as many as I did last time, but I've watched a, I've watched a fair old few. What about you? Um, what did I watch? I watched... <laughs> oh, God. I watched The Murder on the Orient Express. Well, did I watch it? Because I fell asleep. Which one? The one that came out recently with Kenneth Brenner. Funny story. It was my first ever neighbour's rap party and I went to that and I didn't know too many people so I, I left kind of early, still a bit tipsy and then I said, oh, I'm going to go watch a movie. 
And that's the movie I went to go see and I fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> and then I stumbled and then I stumbled back to my Airbnb afterwards. So you've seen it the whole way through now? No, I still technically fell uh, asleep. <laughs> well, I thought I like, you said that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I fell asleep both times. Like I saw <laughs> Uh, at least I remember, like, I, I saw who got murdered. Did they did they think it was someone? And then they said, oh, no one is the killer. Um, how did it end? Spoilers for Murder on the, on the Orient Express. I think they all did it. I think that was the answer, wasn't it? They Didn't they all kill? Was it Johnny Depp? And then Poirot just went around and said, you are all the murderers, therefore I am right. And um, pointed a gun at them, pointed a moustache at them a little bit, I think. And then... I think they all got arrested or maybe they all escaped. I can't remember. I was thinking about, I can't remember anything about this film. I remember it ended with a teaser for um, something to do with Egypt. And obviously that led on to the sequel, The Death on the Nile, which is out very soon. Yeah. Well, I think it's getting pushed back. I think it's getting pushed back to December now. Is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can forget a cinema release for a while, I would say. It's almost pointless releasing it, really, isn't it? Because I don't think many people are going. Obviously, they could, the capacity is right down because of, of social distancing. And I, th- I think other people are sort of saying, no, nah, I'll just wait, which I can get behind. I mean, I've not even seen Tenet yet, which I was desperate to see, but I've not seen it just because I'm like, well, I don't have to go out. I shouldn't really. Uh, what else have I watched? I'm thinking of ending things. Oh, you watched that, did you? How, how did yeah. you get on <laughs> that should be on the poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that good was it? Yeah, it was good. Oh, it's a lot to it's a lot to absorb. You need to watch it a few times, and you also need to like do a bit of research afterwards. So I, okay. I think, and it it is long. It's more than two hours long. Okay, well, you managed to avoid some spoilers there, so I appreciate that. I will definitely yeah. watch it at some point because it sounds interesting, if nothing else. A lot of people, the rea- yeah. people's reactions to it have been pretty, pretty <laughs> hilarious. So, um, yeah, I need to catch it, yeah. but long old thing, and it sounds like I'm going to sink a bit of time into it, so I'm not that yeah. desperate to do it at the moment, as long as I can avoid spoilers. Other films I've watched, uh, Eddie the Eagle and Hot Fuzz. I watched one martial arts film called Game of Death, which had Bruce Lee and it's got Chuck Norris. And I was like, oh, oh, excited. But it's got Chuck Norris for like five minutes and then that's it. Not enough Norris. Not enough Norris. Uh, Bruce Lee passed away during the making of this film and I think they lost some of the footage. It's not my favourite Bruce Lee film, not that he's done many of them. As we're going to talk about Fist of Fury, uh, Chuck Norris, his character is the Russian guy in Fist of Fury. So you get to see like them pretending to do film Fist of Fury and he's that Russian guy. The one that bends like the yeah. scaffolding around his arms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you get to see the like the final fighting scene between Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris. Yeah, because Game of Death, it's it shows Bruce Lee as like this movie star. So. Oh, I'll say. Funnily, funny that you, you should bring up Game of Death because, um, you know, we've got uh, talk about martial arts. I've got a little bit of stuff to talk about Bruce Lee and I was going to talk a little bit about Game oh. of Death. So does that conclude your recently watched list or do you have more? That is, it's for me. What have you watched? I watched Honey Boy. Hey. Yes, it did something to me. It broke me. But I needed to be broken, I think. 
I felt like, oh, yes, I need this breaking feeling. And then afterwards, I felt great. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and then I went for a run. It it's like, this good, brilliant. It is a good film. It's an excellent film. Shia LaBeouf was so good. But the kid as well, the kid was just fantastic. Yeah. Um, playing young, yeah. young, young Shire, I guess. And then I watched Nothing Really Happens, which was a very, very odd sci-fi film, but ah. very good. But it's a sit down and watch it and then like, what? What, <laughs> what does this mean? What is this, what's this about? But I think that's kind of the point. Anyway, that's very good. And then I watched something called Shuffle. And I can't even remember what that is. So that can't have been very good. I've got no memory of Shuffle okay. whatsoever. <laughs> shuffle. I watched Shuffle. Something called Shuffle. Would it be funny if now I've just forgotten what it was. And then I, afterwards I Google it and it's like a porn or something. <laughs> <laughs> wrong list. Wrong list. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, classic. I went back to my classic route. So I went down to, I went back to Robocop. I haven't seen that for about a year. Uh, then I watched Rewind This, which is a little documentary about people that really like VHS tapes. And it was fine. <laughs> don't, okay. don't, don't, it's nothing. There's a couple of nice nuggets of information in there about early like VHS versus Betamax and early adopters and that sort of thing. But you could probably watch about 10 minutes of it. And then the rest of it is just people going, fucking, I love VHS videos, me. I love buying me a VHS. I love this poster and I love this case, which is a lot of what I do on Instagram. So I can't really complain, but Oh, but I watched more than I thought I did. You know, I've got a few here. Next one I watched was Mississippi grind, which had our mate or your mate, Ben Mendelson and uh, Ryan Reynolds in it, which was brilliant. It was Mm. really good about gambling uh and then oh actually that was my last one because the last three that i've got were the podcast films which we'll talk about the only thing that i've got left to talk about in this section is uh albert so just a little update really i mean the the update is there is no update okay but basically last Uh time we, we spoke about getting albert to watch draniac and i said i was i've recently recommended a few films to him and he's loved them. So I've done the same thing again. I just texted him and said, watch Draniac. It's amazing. You'll love it. Hopefully he watches it in the next week. But if he doesn't, I might see if I can casually mention it to him somehow. And then uh, just get him to watch it. Because I think we said that we're going to try and get him. To, our challenge is to get him to watch the whole thing. But that's it, really. So it's just a little sizzle on Albert. See if he's going to watch Draniac. Um, hopefully he will do. Let's just keep that bubbling along for a little bit. See if we can milk that. Oh, I should have made that my birthday wish. Yeah, you should have. You should have. How selfish of oh. you. How selfish. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on to the next bit? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Let's move on to section two. And this week, our theme is martial arts. We're going to be talking about the raid and fist of fury. As it's my topic, I wanted to talk a little bit about martial arts. And there's, there's, there's so much. I mean, where do you where do you even start? Mm. Where do you start? It can't be that general. So I thought I would just talk a little bit about after having watched Fist of Fury and and listened to some Bruce Lee podcasts and whatnot. I thought I'd just talk a little bit about Bruce Lee because it's unlikely I think that we're yes, going to so. do a Bruce Lee double bill at any point because he's got so few credits. So now would be a, a, a good time to maybe talk a little bit about what he, what he did in his film career. He was born in San Francisco in 1940 and he was raised in, in Hong Kong. He, he's, I, I guess American audiences probably wouldn't have become aware of him until the 60s in, in 1966 when he did a show called Green Hornet and it was cast as a character called Kato. There's, if you go on YouTube, there's actually a, a, a video of his audition for this role and he's they've got oh, it's quite funny the director pushed in the, the the first ad 
into the camera because Bruce Lee was like, right, okay, I'm, now I'm going to demonstrate some uh, some martial arts for you. And he's not hitting him. He's like maybe a centimetre away from him, but he's very worried. He keeps yeah. moving. You can't see, but he keeps moving away and flinching and stuff. And Bruce Lee's like, this guy looks worried. It's great. <laughs> um, so I'd recommend going to give that a watch if you, if you can. Unfortunately, the show was cancelled after one season without ha- having anything else lined up. Bruce was convinced to kind of do some martial arts lessons and some teach Kung Fu to some Hollywood type human people. Uh, and that included people like Steve McQueen, James Coburn and James Garner. I think around about the time he was 30, he um, suffered a spinal injury and he apparently he injured himself while training, didn't warm up properly and injured himself. They said that he would never do Kung Fu again, but within a couple of years, yeah, he was back up again doing Kung Fu and, and then he started his film career. And he obviously he went on to do Fist of Fury, which we'll talk about, and Way of the Dragon, Enter the Dragon being the main ones. And he started a film called Game of Death. Apparently he, he filmed about 100 minutes of footage for that film but only about 12 minutes of it was usable. But apparently, I don't know if you spotted this, they had some stand-ins, so people, you know, lookalikes of Bruce. They also used cardboard cutouts. Did you see any of them? Cardboard cutouts? No, I didn't notice that. <laughs> apparently, they used some cardboard cutouts of Bruce Lee's face. Uh, I mean... <laughs> oh, actually... It's a bit disrespectful, I think, isn't it? But, that actually I mean, isn't it... might make a bit of sense, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> I'm desperate to watch this now, to be honest with you. Um, I just didn't get time before the podcast. But hopefully, I'll, hopefully I'll watch it next week. Um, yeah. It did. The film did. Do you remember a funeral scene in Game of Death? Mm-hmm. Apparently, some of the um, funeral scene was actual footage of Bruce Lee's funeral. Shit. Um, which I do, is a bit... Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a massive fan of that. Um, I think it's a bit odd, but they used a lot of footage from like, like even Fist of Fury. They used a bit of footage from that in this film, in that film as well. They did. Yeah. yeah. So Bruce Lee. I mean, he obviously he passed away when he was 32. So the official cause of death was a, a cerebral edema or swelling of the brain. I mean, there have been so many conspiracy theories over the years about what actually killed him, ranging from murdered by Chinese gangsters to a curse or... Maybe maybe one of those conspiracy theories, maybe in Game of Death. I hope it's the curse. No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the gangsters then. <laughs> I've definitely got to finish off his film filmography because um, I, I, I looked. I, I'll have to d- double check this, but I looked on IMDb, and I don't think Bruce Lee was credited as being in Game of Death. On Letterbox, it, he comes up as the number one. Actor. Okay, and the number the number two is Chuck Norris, which doesn't make any sense. He's like he's in it for such a short amount of time. But it's so. Chuck Norris. It makes all the sense. <laughs> yeah. He is listed on IMDb. I was talking total nonsense then. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously his son died tragically on the set of The Crow as well, which led to even more people speculating about the family curse and whatnot, which you can find more about from people that are far more qualified than us to talk about. <laughs> so <laughs> let's move on to the films then. And I actually would would like to start with the raid because I want to finish on I want to finish on the fist of fury. Okay. 
that's my first, first <laughs> fisting. It's my first fisting joke. Did you did you get it? Oh, no, I want to finish. Anyway, right. So, <laughs> God, this is going to go horribly wrong. So, the raid, two thousand and twelve, Indonesian martial arts action flick, uh, hundred and one minutes long, directed by Gareth Evans. So, it's an Indonesian action film directed by a Welshman. There's a, a long old, we discussed this last week, but there's a long old synopsis on Letterboxd and on the Blu-ray. It just doesn't need to be that long. I don't get it, but I'm going to read it anyway and just see if okay. it's good enough. We'll just leave it in and then maybe that can be the entire review. So <laughs> the tagline is, one ruthless crime lord, 20 elite cops, 30 floors of hell. I thought it was 15 floors, but hey-ho, could be wrong. It is 15 floors. Isn't it? I thought so. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, it is. <laughs> All right, okay. Good. We did a thing. We did a thing. Um, so the synopsis reads, deep in the heart of Jakarta's slums lies an impenetrable safe house from, for the world's most dangerous killers and gangsters. Until now, the rundown apartment block has been considered untouchable to even the bravest of police. Cloaked under the cover of pre-dawn darkness and silence, an elite SWAT team is tasked with raiding the safe house in order to take down a notorious drug lord that runs it. But when a chance encounter with a spotter blows their cover and news of their assault reaches the drug lord, the building's lights are out, are cut, and all of the exits blocked. Stranded on a sixth floor with no way out, the unit must fight their way through the city's worst to survive their mission, starring Indonesian martial arts sensation Iko Uwais. Last week I was saying Iko Uwais, but I'm changing it to Iko Uwais because I think that might be... Uh, it's at least half right. So we just say Iko from now on, and he, he's, he, he's in it, and he's... Oh, We'll get to it, but is, isn't he great? Isn't he great? Yeah. Cast. Iko Uwais as Rama. Uh, Joe Taslim as Jakar. Donny Alamsia as Andy. Yayan Ruyan as Mad Dog. That's obviously... It, sounds, that up, it sounds good to me, mate. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, it's done now, and it? It's out there in the universe, and it's, yeah. there's no taking it back. So um, The budget on the raid was $1.1 1. 1 and the worldwide box office was $9.1 million. We just spent 12 years reading the synopsis. So I was just getting to straight into, I guess, thoughts on the film. Obviously, the setup, uh, Ico is a, is a rookie cop with a SWAT team. They go in, they all fucking die. And it's just him and, and one or two others left or a handful of others left. And they've got to fight their yeah. way through this ruthless fucking criminal who's sitting at the top. And this film always gets compared to Dread. I don't know if you've seen Dread with Carl Urban. Oh, um, it's exactly the same setup. It's exactly the same premise. This came out first. The raid came out first, but I think there was only a couple of months in it. So they were obviously being made at the same time. But this is the better film. I, I mean, I love Dread. I think it's great. But this film, to me, this is slowly becoming one of my favourites. I've always loved it, but it's slowly becoming one of my favourites. And I was really interested to, to, to hear what your thoughts on this were. What was your first impression of it? The first like 30 minutes or so, it's more shooting than martial arts. Um, yes. But once there's no guns involved, and like this is an action film, like and mm. it's it's excellent, it's really yeah. well done. I really enjoyed this film. A couple of scenes that I enjoyed. One of the guy, the guy with the um, long hair, um, Mad Dog. Is it Mad Dog? The one that he's about, he has a gun to one of the policemen, and then he takes him in the room. He's like, oh, this is not how I do it. I prefer to use my fists. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Um, yeah, his, his two, those two scenes are like fucking 
brilliant. He's fucking insane. Yeah. That that yeah. bloke. Um, the guy that that plays Mad Dog and Eco are two of the best. I'm not no martial arts expert. Don't get me wrong, obviously, but it's, I mm. feel like they're the two of the best that I've ever seen on screen. Like, and I don't, I don't know why Eco is not more well known. Like, because uh, I watch, I watch him, and like the films that I've seen him in, I've not seen anything like it before. He just moves mm. with such grace and ferocity, and it's like a dance, and it's beautiful to watch. And I just, I don't know. Like, we've been watching the old, some of the old school. Um, martial arts and obviously Bruce Lee is the master and he created this genre I guess um I haven't really done a lot of research into it but it seems to me like he sort of created this martial arts genre but even you go look at the films back in the 70s and they're they're, they're not a patch on the raid like what yeah, Bruce Lee does is yeah. amazing but like this is a whole new level like you said it's an action film it is an yeah. action film like from start to finish and as you say the first half now is probably like guns and weaponry but I really like that because, I mean, as an action film fan, yeah, you get all of the gunplay at, at first. Mm. Um, and then it kicks into the martial arts gear. But it's just it's just a way to ramp it up some more, I think. like, it, And that's the thing that about this film that I find really appealing, is it just keeps ramping up. And when you think, like, it can't get any more, it does. It keeps, it keeps going. So the type of martial arts that they used in this film was um, in Indonesian martial arts called Pekan Silat. I don't know. I'm not an expert. As you said, we're not experts on martial arts. I know there's so many different styles. Oh, it's just, it's a rabbit hole of just like, of of this is what this is, but that comes from this. And then that that paved the way for this martial art. And it's just such a, such a... (laughs) I mean, you could get lost yeah. down a rabbit hole for you. You'd spend years trying to research it all. But um, yeah, they're mm. different. Salat is, like you say, is is the is the martial art that that Eco uh, employs, and I think Mad Dog as well. Some of the stunts were incredible. There was one in the corridor. I say the corridor fight. I mean, take your pick. There are loads of corridor fights. But um, <laughs> the, uh, did you ever watch the Daredevil series on Netflix? No. There's fighting in. Um, daredevil in a corridor that was very much inspired by the raid um so if you enjoyed the raid just go on youtube and watch those those corridor fight scenes and then you've you've seen it but yeah there was there was a one fight in a corridor and one of the kills where eco kind of pulls that they're fighting and they break a door a door breaks and it's just the bottom of the door that's kind of got jaggedy edges that's left in the frame and eco sort of falls back and he pulls Sat the person that he's fighting down onto the broken jaggedy edges of the door and it goes through his throat right oh yeah so that is that was i was listening to the commentary and gareth evans was saying that kill was inspired by a kill that was in brain dead and it just it made me, no. it, made me it made me think of you. yeah there's a kill oh. in brain dead and he, he used it i don't know maybe it was exactly the same I, i'm not sure it's been a while since i've seen brain dead but it's certainly inspired inspired by brain dead right so stunts yeah there was a part where uh, someone got thrown um, in the atrium. They 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 fell off the balcony and they landed on another balcony, and his back just sort of bent <laughs> over oh, the balcony. Yeah. Um, so that was, I mean, a pretty dangerous film to make by all accounts. But they, um, someone actually got injured during that. Um, some some issue oh. with the the like the line, um, and yeah. someone fell five meters onto concrete, <gasps> and 
obviously the crew were fucking worried. Um, yeah. 10, 10, 15 minutes went by with the, with the onset paramedics and he, he was fine. The guy was fine. He made it. He was absolutely fine. He went, went oh. to hospital and got checked up and stuff. Um, but it could have been, it could have been pretty nasty. And yeah. within three or four days, they were back, they were back filming the scene. So uh, all was well in the end, but yeah, dangerous stunt. And you look at it and it does look like a bloke falling on the, on the balcony. And that's the thing about this film. It's brutal. It is fucking brutal it's hardcore but it moves so quickly and it just goes from scene to scene to scene it doesn't hang around and linger too much on the violence and i think that's why they can get away with it and i was that was a conscious decision that um that, that the creative team made particularly gareth evans is they didn't want to linger on the violence too long they didn't want to hang on it but once you see someone's yeah. head face being split open that's it cut <laughs> away with something else they had a lot of difficulty with lighting in this film because a lot of their shots are kind of 180 um, so what they did was what the camera, the, the camera and lining were kind of moving at the same time rather than being uh, stationed in one in one position because otherwise, oh, it would, yeah, so it would have been just really choppy, but that yeah. would have been fucking really difficult to to deal with. I reckon. That's the sort of thing that I just don't even think of because you're right. I mean, I really like the way that they go from sort of fight to fight to fight. Like you say, they'll be concentrating on a fight and then the camera will whip around and like you say, do 180. Mm. Maybe it will start, you know, concentrating on another fight. And that's obviously all that single take stuff, which I'm a massive sucker for. But I never considered Mm. that you've got to light that other area now, that last fight, Eco, because he's, we skip past all of the brother stuff, but basically his brother is, is one of the, one of the villains, right? And his brother is being tortured by by Mad Dog, and Eco sees him, and he goes in to sort of rescue his brother. And Mad Dog, being Mad Dog, he don't just want to shoot him, and that that that's that, does he? He wants a proper fight, so he, he takes wow. down, um, he cuts down Andy, Eco's brother, and it's two on one. And I just love, I fucking that part when he lets that's him down insane. in the chains, and that music, and they're both sort of starting to square up to each other, like oh, I am. <laughs> yeah. I am punching the air. When that's happening, I'm telling yeah. you, like my sound surround sound goes right up and I'm standing up. My final thoughts on it really is I, I love this film. If you haven't guessed that already, it's a very simple premise, simple setup. It's hardcore, fluent action. The, the camera movements, I love the camera movements. I love the way it kind of follows the the fighting and the injuries. You know, when someone gets seriously injured, the camera will will follow them, but then cut away. It's, it's great. And it feels like another, yeah. like, it feels like you're right there in the middle of the action. It's a 9.5 out of 10 for me, mate. 9.5. 9.5. I'm, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. Niner. Solid. Niner for a first ever watch. I know. First time watch. I remember the first time I watched, watched the raid. Yeah. Oh, it was a glorious day. <laughs> I remember it so clearly. The next film that we um, we are talking about as part of our martial arts double bill is Fist of Fury. And this one was on your list. Yes. So it came out in 1972, directed by a gentleman, what is called Low Way. The tagline is Bruce Lee has done the impossible. He's surpassed himself. Synopsis. Shen Zhen returns to the international compound of China only to learn of his beloved teacher's death. This is compounded by the continual racist harassment by the Japanese population in the area. Unlike his friends, he confronts it head on with his mastery of martial arts while investigating his teacher's murder. Murder, death, kill. 
It stars Bruce Lee as Shen Zhen, Nora Mio as Yuan Le Er, Maria Yi as Yen, James Tian as Fan Chun Sia. Budget for Fist of Few apparently was $100,000. And the worldwide box office was $100 million. Wow. I mean, that seems like a... I'm not sure that's right, to be honest, but I'm going to say it and I'm going to stick with it because that's what the internet yeah. said. The internet's never wrong, is it? It's always <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, never. Yeah. There's no fake um, news, nothing. No, there's just news. So Bruce Lee uh, plays Chen, and he's he'd, he'd been away for some time, and he returns to his uh, Chinese martial arts school. And there, he finds out that his teacher has been killed, and they're getting a lot of grief from Japanese fighting school. Chen is basically the angriest man that ever lived. I I, I conclude from <laughs> this film. I mean, he's furious. He's, he, I mean, it's called the Fist of Fury. He, he goes to the Japanese fight school, doesn't he? He takes back a sign that the Japanese had bought the Chinese, and oh, that's right, it's all coming back to me now. So the Japanese have taken a a sign to the Chinese and said, "Put this up in your gym." <laughs> it's in your dojo, school. dojo. This is a very satisfying satisfying word to say, dojo. Dojo? Dojo, yeah. Dojo, dojo. Yeah, it's fun to say. Just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, so he said, put this, put this sign up in your dojo. And I think it translates to um, sick man, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, something like that. But Chen that's was right. like, fuck that. We are not putting this fucking sign up in our dojo. So he goes over to the Japanese and says, have your fucking sign back, you bunch of cretins. And he just beats the fuck out of every single one there. And he's, he gets, it's just the same where he gets the nunchucks out. He gets it out a couple of times in this film. That's what she said. Um, (laughs) It's never ending. Oh, Oh, that's what she said. (laughs) So mature. (laughs) Sarcasm question? Um, (laughs) But he, he gets out his uh, his nunchucks, um, nunchaku, I think is the actual term for it. But he gets out okay. his nunchucks. And this is the first time that nunchucks have ever been shown in a Western feature. So um, I think I think the British, this, again, this could be wrong, but I think I read somewhere that us English, us Brits, banned the, any use of nunchucks on screen after this film. But yeah, he just takes out everybody in that in that dojo and it just it just kind of keeps ramping up doesn't it like he does a thing they do a thing but he finds out that people that are responsible for his master's death they're actually two people that had infiltrated the chinese school he just straight up murders yeah. him and then um shit just keeps going getting worse and worse for him did you watch this with subtitles or with dubbing uh with subtitles of course i think you did the right thing when that but the thing the is right back in the day they didn't really record sync audio so there was heaps, there was still dubbing no matter what. You could kind of notice it in the film. Was there not the option to watch it in, in Cantonese for you? No. I had to watch it with uh, American actors that had done the audio work after, after, the, after the fact. So it was a lot of, it was a weird, it was a weird um, choice. Like they've all been dubbed by these really weird, um, oddly specific American sounding voices like if you go back and, and watch oldie timey films like you know they all talk a little bit like this and uh, uh, say hey oh. you son I don't know when people were talking that way or when they started or when they stopped but I want to find out 
but it was all very much that and it just didn't it didn't fit it was it was pretty some of it was pretty funny actually to be honest um yeah. just because it was so out of place you know the the final scene where he um is fighting the japanese master and then he goes out out of the window apparently uh jackie chan was his stunt double and that's him going through the window and uh and bruce lee like when he when he fell out he actually ran out to make sure that he was okay to make sure that chan was okay yeah awesome i had no idea that he was he was uh he was a double for, for lee apparently um it's all of so all of Bruce Lee's martial arts scenes, it's his own choreography. And then um, the martial arts choreographer, I guess, uh, he did the rest of it. And Bruce Lee was pretty happy that he allowed him to do his own kind of stunts. And then, you know, um, while they were filming in the park, they had to um, pay off the local gangs. But apparently, so Bruce Lee was a bit annoyed by this and he was he was he just wanted to fight them off if they caused trouble which i found pretty amusing <laughs> of course he did but he can he's bruce lee he can do what he wants so no one's gonna mess with <laughs> bruce lee are they yeah i'd like to see him try my final thoughts it was it was all right i i really enjoyed watching it i really enjoyed watching it because it's it's bruce lee and i needed to educate myself a little bit more and watch watch the other films of his that i'd missed and i've done that i've achieved that and I really enjoyed yeah. some of the fighting in it, like I said, with uh, the nunchucks and whatnot. And it's a solid, for me, it's a solid 8 out of 10. I, I would agree with you on that. I, I would say 8 out of 10 as well. We need to move on to the next section where we pick our theme and our films for next time. And it's your choice. I feel like I've been quite serious on my topics the past few times. So I thought I'd go something yeah. a little bit lighthearted and, uh, and go animals this week. Whether the movies I choose are lighthearted is a whole different situation. So you've got a drama about a monkey sanctuary or something, have you? Yeah. Okay. So you're going for animals. So my picks are number one, Okja. Number two, Jaws. And number three, We Know Dog. What? <laughs> we Know Dog. We Know like, Dog. Like a dash hound. We Know Dog. I don't think it's any mystery as to what's going to be knocked out first here. I mean, is this about a dog or is it about a human what owns a hot dog stand? Or is it about both? Is it a horror? It's, it's, no, it's about, it's about a dog. About a da- <laughs> little dash hound comedy right my picks first pick is called rogue my second pick is called the reef my third pick is canine right oh Ico Ico one day that should be eco a snoo- uh, actual theme song eco eco one day right we can just write off the rest of the podcast now and just us singing yeah <laughs> So much singing this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got a recap, haven't we? So we've now picked all six of our films. On your list, you chose Okja, Jaws, and Wiener Dog. And I chose Rogue, The Reef, and Canine. Wiener Dog sounds a little bit like a children's film, mate. Is it a film for small humans? No, but it's a comedy, so I don't know I don't know how good it is. Danny DeVito's in it. And 
Kieran uh, Culkin, so Macaulay Culkin's cousins in it. They couldn't get Macaulay, so they got Kieran. Wiener Dog. I, I, I don't think Danny DeVito could save even save a film called Wiener Dog. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to take a chance. I'm going to knock it out. I don't know. Uh, Rogue, Rogue, is that the crocodile alligator film? Yep. And what's the reef? It's about killer sharks. All right. Well, okay. In that case, I might get rid of the reef then. Okay. We're now left with, in your list, Okja and Jaws. And in my list, Rogue and K9. I mean, what you got on Okja then? Have you got, do you need to synopsonize me or, or tell me a bit about it? Because, I mean, I do know it, to be fair. So it's about Okja, who is this big animal that they've created and they want to manufacture it for a meat to sell to the world, I guess. And the young lady who has become quite fond of Okja does not want to give her up. And we all know Jaws, right? Have I seen it? Let me, uh, let me figure have I Have I seen Jaws? Uh, yeah, I've, I have actually. I've seen it 37 times because it was on BBC was television every Saturday night when I was a child from about the age of seven to the oh, age of like, 13. So I've seen Jaws a lot. But it is a great film. Um, I guess it's about a shark that is eating humans in this beach area. Yeah. And they want to hunt him down and kill him so he doesn't do it anymore. That's pretty much what the film's about, right? Pretty much. I saw it a lot when I was a kid. So it was in there, which is why I didn't, I didn't watch it for so many years after that, like for like 20 years. And I watched, as I say, I watched it three or four years ago. And it really surprised me and struck me how good this film is. Like not like it's really, it was really enjoyable to watch it as a kid, but I watched it as an adult. So, oh, fuck me. No, this is a really good film. Like the tension mm. and stuff that they build up and particularly the, the characters play between the three, the three big players at the end on the boat and all that, you know, we need a bigger boat stuff. It's great. Good classic film, Jules. Yeah. Um, you picked two good ones there, mate. I, I struggle to, I struggle to pick two. between those two at the moment. But um, I'll tell you a little bit about mine. So my first pick was Rogue, and it's a 2007 film. It was directed by Greg McLean. I haven't seen this, oh. but it is about a giant crocodile or alligator. The tagline is "How fast can you swim?" And the synopsis reads: "From the director of Wolf Creek," which surprised me i didn't like wolf creek but uh this i've probably oh, yeah. i've got feeling i'd probably like this a bit more but from the director <laughs> of, from the director of wolf creek comes this terrifying look at nature's perfect killing machine when a group of tourists stumble into the remote australian river territory of an enormous crocodile the deadly creature traps them on a tiny mud island with the tide quickly rising and darkness descending as a hungry predator closes in they must fight for survival against all odds it sounds right up my street mate to be honest uh creature uh, monster trying to eat humans they're stuck on a tiny piece of mud bit of peril sounds like it's exactly my sort of thing right so canine is one of my childhood films i used to watch this a lot so when i was a kid it was you either liked canine or you liked turner and hooch and i liked canine turner and hooch is probably a better film but i liked canine because mm. uh, i owned that one um so the tagline, so it's 1989, 101 minutes long, directed by Rod Daniel. The tagline is, meet the two toughest cops in town. One's just a little smarter than the other. And that's a joke because one's a dog. The synopsis reads, the extravagant cop Michael Dooley needs some help to fight a drug dealer who has tried to kill him. A friend 
in quotation, gives him a dog named Jerry Lee, Officer Lewis, who has been trained to smell drugs. With his help, Dooley sets out to put his enemy behind bars, but Jerry Lee has the personality of his own and works only when he wants to. On the other hand, the dog is quite good at destroying Dooley's car, house and sex life. So dog, he's clever, but he likes to eat things and annoy the, the policeman. Like all dogs like to do. All dogs like to eat things, don't they? That's what's yeah. great about dogs. Um, have you seen this film? I feel like I have seen this film. I've definitely seen, what was the other one you said? with Turner and, Turner and Hooch. It's pretty much the same film. Wisecracking, cop doesn't like dogs. Well, then maybe they, maybe they become best of friends. And, you know, maybe, maybe the dog solves, saves the day. And it's a cute dog. And it's funny and uh, hilarious. And But I own this on Blu-ray and I need to watch it. I haven't seen it for a while. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, that's why it's on my list. And to be honest, I was struggling a little bit with good animal films. There are a lot of terrible ones. There yeah. are a lot. We got to do some knocking out. Mm. I think I know which way I'm going to go on yours. I will knock out Jaws. Cool. Uh, I'm going to knock out Jaws and keep in. Oh, yeah. I mean, I did choose it a little while ago and you knocked it out. So part of me was thinking, fuck it, I'm just going to knock it out to spite you. <laughs> but, but I wanted to watch it, so I would have been. What's that phrase? Cut, cutting my, cutting my nose off to spite my face. I don't like to do that because I don't like to spite my face. It's horrible, horrible feeling. No. So, what are you going to choose then? Pressure's on you now. Well, you've gone something a bit lighthearted, so I'm I'm going to get rid of K9 in that case, and let's go rogue. Okay, brilliant. So for next week's episode, animal theme, which is your choice, uh, we're going to be watching Ogja and rogue looking forward to that i've never seen rogue and ultra i've been meaning to rewatch for a while we don't definitely do research i think we decided this we do or we don't but what could you possibly say about animals you'll have to wait and see i've got an idea sizzling loads <laughs> today aren't you okay noted anticipation um, i like it any honorable mentions with this I have a few. I have a few honourable mentions, yes. What about yourself? I do. Well, a few of the films that I have on my list. So the title is Animal, insert, but the film is not necessarily about animals. So my first one was The Lobster. I want to see um, this. That, that may come on a different, a different episode. So Lobster double bill. Maybe romance double bill. Because oh, it'd be like off. a romance. That is not happening. <laughs> Let's discuss this afterwards. <laughs> Next one was Beach Rats. Okay. The Nightcrawler, To Kill a Mockingbird. Great classic film. The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Ooh, okay. And then for a bit of fun, Bambi. Oh, I've never seen Bambi. Would you watch it? No. Not in a million years. All right. Honourable mentions from me then. So I had a couple. So I had Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Monkey Trouble. Um, Crawl. That was a good film. Saw that last year at cinema. Cujo, Killer Dog, Stephen King. Haven't seen it, but couldn't find it anywhere. That's, that's the thing is a lot of these films I couldn't find on streaming services. So um, the ones that I did pick are all on Netflix or Shudder. My next pick was was Howard the Duck because I fucking love Howard the Duck. And it's a terrible film, but I love it. <laughs> last one. Anaconda, because I haven't seen it in years, and Killer Snakes. I had a couple of reasons for picking the ones that I did. I wanted to pick different animals, and I wanted to pick ones that were available on streaming, so that's why I went for those ones. But we made it. We did it. We picked two films, and what were... Ogja and Rogue. So that means 
there's nothing else to do in this bit. We've got to move on to the final section now, haven't we? Of yeah. the up of stitching, uh, of which I was very much stitched up. People voted for Mega Piranha versus an Easter Bunny puppy, and they voted for me to watch an Easter Bunny puppy. So I've sat down. All right, mm-hmm. Easter Bunny puppy. Where can I watch an Easter Bunny puppy then? Let's go on Netflix. Not on Netflix. Let's go on uh, Amazon. Oh, it's available on Amazon only as a DVD purchase. So I'd have to buy oh, it, and it would it would have taken well, I don't know, a couple of three days, maybe, maybe longer. Who knows? Not in time for the podcast, that's for sure. My final destination always is YouTube, and it wasn't on YouTube either, so it wasn't yeah. available anywhere. So I couldn't physically watch it, mate. It was just not available anywhere. What I did instead is I watched Mega Piranha. Okay. Oh, Mega Piranha. Um, spoilers. This film is fucking incredible. This film is maybe the greatest thing that my eyeballs have ever experienced. Get out. Giant fish. Yeah. Maybe the fish increase in size and mass and maybe the fish get so big that they can jump over trees and houses. <laughs> and maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe the fish can jump out of the sea. And I'll get too excited. I'll get too excited. Let's start from the beginning. All right. Mega Piranha, 2010, 92 minutes long, directed by Eric Forsberg. Tagline is, they were created to save mankind, but something went wrong. <laughs> I don't think they were created to save mankind, by the way. I don't think there was any dialogue in the film where they said, we've created these killer fish to save mankind. I could be wrong. I mean, I was concentrating more on the man kicking a fish in the head, but we'll get to that. There is a... <laughs> The synopsis synopsis reads, when a science experiment goes horribly wrong, gigantic fish gain appetites for human flesh. It's so bad. It's fucking terrible. Um, It's it's by the Asylum, who that's that studio we spoke about a little while ago, who do the comedy titles, you know, like Atlantic Rim or Transmorphers. And Mega Piranha was one of their one of their monster flicks. But um, Basically, this film is about killer fish. Spoilers. Uh, maybe these scientists accidentally created these these piranhas or killer fish, and they they get they start killing people in these Venezuelan swamps. So they, there's they start talking politics. There's there's a, a boat scene, and it's the the second group of people that get killed by these fish, and it's a, a U.S. ambassador and a Venezuelan minister. I think they say. Um, and the, the one line of politics in it is they say, I don't care if you do communism. And then the next line is, let's not talk politics. And it's never spoken about again. It's like, <laughs> it's not really politics, is it? You said the word communism. It just made me laugh, but then they die horrifically. So that was all right. Killer fish in the, in the rivers, in the swamps of Venezuela. What do we do? Let's call in an American. Let's call in an American that's got loads of muscles and puts oil all over his muscles in a shirtless <laughs> getting dressed scene. And he's called Jason Finch. So Jason Finch might be the, the most wooden actor I've ever seen in my life, but it was brilliant. It worked so well. And anyway, so they find out, he finds the lab that were meant to have created these killer fish. And the local army are really, they're not, the local army are very angry. They're very annoyed at the, the scientists for creating these killer fish. And they, all they want to do is shut down the lab. But they're somehow they're painted as the bad guys. And it's like, well, are they just trying to shut the lab that created these giant fish that, that, that eat humans? Dan, you really enjoy this film. I did enjoy, I did enjoy <laughs> this film. It was great. I mean, it's great because, I mean, the murderous piranha, they're just taking people out left, left right and centre. Um, 
yeah so what, what have i already said i'm going all over the place because genuinely this is a really enjoyable film to watch and uh, yeah so the, the the americans send in their best guy jason finch um and he meets up with a scientist that's where i got to he meets up with a scientist mm. and the scientists think right well what we can do then we've got to start to prepare uh, and I'm, I'm fairly certain that in in every disaster film in every creature feature anytime there's a film where there's an animal um that's going to be putting humans in danger i think just the first thing that scientists always have to do is they have to establish migration patterns so they establish yeah. some migration patterns which leads to some very colorful graphs of them basically saying look this is what happens in 36 hours the fish will become the size of the world or whatever and <laughs> they're just basically swimming towards florida these giant fish no, but it's all right though because they can't live in salt water spoilers they can live in salt water they're mutated fish they can do anything <laughs> um they're heading to florida so obviously the only option is for the americans to send a nuclear bomb to florida that's the only option isn't it i mean what else can you do jason finch is having none of it he's like no you cannot nuke all of those innocent people it's wrong it's wrong only morally is probably right. So he, <laughs> so he goes and meets up with a crack team of Navy SEALs. <laughs> and there's like 12 of them. And they've got underwater weaponry. They've got these underwater assault rifles. And there's like a five minute scene of them going, this is, this is your new weapons. And they're like, let's go and kill this fish. And they're like, yeah, let's kill this fish. It's fucking glorious. <laughs> and then there's just the, the final scene is them just fighting in the water. Uh, shooting at these fish because they figure out that if they kill one fish then they'll kill each other or something very very conveniently <laughs> mm. oh oh my Funny. god it's the, the dialogue is horrible the acting is horrible um it's they feel like they're trying to do a michael bay thing with the lighting um uh, the, the way it looks there's some very quick cuts and some typical action kind of you know they introduce character like scientist uh doctor so-and-so and like they'll do a close up and it like go black and white and it'll still frame. And they do did all that about a hundred times. Yeah. But it was a terrible film that was so much fun to watch on my own. I can only imagine how much fun I would have watching this with a group of people. It's fucking terrible, but in the best possible way. Okay. And I'm, I'm glad I got to I'm glad I got to see it, mate. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give this um five Justice Leagues, I think. That's pretty solid. Job. I mean, I might buy this film. It might be one of those films that, oh my God, you haven't seen Mega Piranha. You have to watch Mega Piranha. <laughs> that might become my new go-to oh, terrible film. Brilliant. <laughs> but honestly, like the best, the best, but the thing is like, it's so bad, but it's so enjoyable. And I think the scene that probably sums up this film for me is, 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 is where they're on the beach. We do get to see Jason Finch kick fish in the head. Not one fish, not two fish, not three fish, but 14 fish. He, he kicked 14 fish brilliant. in the head. They just keep launching at him and he's lying on the ground and he's kicking them away. He's brilliant. 14. I never thought I would see a fish being kicked in the head, but now it's all I can think about. Easily, best film I would say I've watched on Stitch Up. Well, I mean, Lawrence of Arabia was pretty good, but <laughs> I, this is the best worst film that I've seen on Stitch Up pretty good all right so unfortunately i didn't get to watch an easter bunny puppy but at least i still did a thing mm. do i allow that that is the real question well you ain't got a fucking choice really <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, Dan's like, well, I fucking did this podcast, so it, that's my rule. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Okay. Next bit then, poll. Poll. Yeah. We've got to find out who lost the poll this week. I put this mm-hmm. poll on. I put it on yesterday, and it finished about an hour ago. So we got a full 24 hours this time. We got a full length. Uh, <laughs> the films were, you chose for me to watch Triassic Attack and I chose for you uh, possibly to watch Return of the Living Dead. Necropolis, it's called. <laughs> Number four. We had seven votes. Pretty close. It was 4-3. Yeah, it was pretty close. I tried to convince people. I, I didn't check the poll once I voted. So I don't know if that affected it or not. I saw that you voted and I don't think it changed much, if anything, after you voted uh, four okay. votes to three in favour of you to watch Return of the Living Dead Necropolis. Cool. Zombies with machine guns. I'm kind of excited to watch this film, to be honest. I think I'm going to watch one, two and three before I watch four. No. Yeah, I'll try and give it a go. I'll be impressed if you do, mate. There's a lot of films to, to watch. Well, it's only three, but that just probably just means you've got to watch oh, Return four, of the Dead including, films. including, yeah. That's true. And then you'll probably be like, well, I need, now I need to watch five. No. <laughs> now we have to choose a film for each other. Have you got an idea? Yeah, uh, I have. I've got a couple of couple of options, actually. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure which one I'm going to go for. Um Mainly because mm. I've forgotten what they were, so I just need to find my notes. Okay. Can I tell you my one for you? Go for it. Yeah, yeah, go for it. What are you going to choose for the next poll then for Stitch Up for me? I'm going for Faithful Findings for you. <laughs> fucking sounds horrific already. <laughs> is it religion-based thing? The tagline is a dark mystical journey where passions collide with technological on the edge of the life as we know it. So maybe a bit of sci-fi? It sounds all right. Oh, the fucking cover looks terrible. It does look pretty bad, doesn't it? <laughs> faithful. Faithful findings. Faithful. Faithful. Oh, I thought you said faithful. like, a, And that's why I was going down a religious route. So shit's going to get real then in faithful findings. Mm. Dimitri's reviewed it and it's not good. So. <laughs> Dimitri's reviewed it, has he? Why did he yeah. even watch it? I think there's like a sequel to it and he bloody, he loved that somehow. I don't know if it was like a, he's put four stars like as, as like it's good but really bad. I'm not sure. In an ironic way. Yeah, exactly. Like a mega piranha. It's a 10 star film. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nicole, for you, I am yeah. chosen a film. What is available on Netflix? It's called Zombievers. Ah, oh, I think I know what this is. I'm not entirely sure, but I've got a feeling it might be about zombie beavers. Just a hunch. <laughs> Great. Okay, so Fateful Findings versus Zombievers for the next poll. It's your turn to put the poll on. And um, yeah. so if you would be so kind as to do that with no influencing, please, because it's very naughty when you do that influencing stuff. <laughs> oh, because you never do it with me. No, I never, ever never. try to never. ask people to vote in a certain direction. Never, ever have I done that. How dare you? All right, so look out for that poll on your Instagram uh, where can we find you? You can find me on Chica Nika or Nika Creative on Instagram. Where can we find you, Dan? 
also on instagram at flick.face or you can email the show at twinpixpod at gmail.com we are now on amazon music uh, by the way, I don't, I don't think we've spoken about this, but we're now on Amazon Music. Yeah, we've got we've got approved for that, so that's good. Ooh. Lots of podcasts have been approved recently, so that's that's good news. Another little outlet for people to not listen to us on. Is it free access to be on Prime Music? Yeah, I think it's free if you pay for the regular Prime thing. Like they keep sending me emails saying, "Oh, you're not using your music benefit or something." Maybe you've got to pay off mm-hmm. a certain amount of time. I don't know, but I. I remember looking yeah. for some tracks on there once and they didn't have three or four tracks that I was looking for. So I was like, ah, oh, fucking not bothering with that. Oh. Probably not the best yeah. advert for Amazon Prime. So if we're hoping to get any sponsorship, <laughs> I think I've just fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe oh. cut that bit out. No, fuck it. I'm leaving it in. Who cares? No. When are we ever going to get Amazon <laughs> fucking sponsorship? It's never going to yeah. happen, is it? When one of us works for them. <laughs> well, yeah. And if that happens, then I'll just retrospect. I'll just, 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 just delete episode 50. Yeah. Where's episode 15 and where's episode 17? <laughs> the lost tapes. So 50 done, mate. We'll be back next week with episode 51, which is going to be our animal themed episode. We're going to be talking about Orgja and Rogue. You're going to be watching and reviewing Return of the Living Dead for Necropolis with the zombie machine gun people. Uh, and you're going to put the poll on. So look out for that. So thank you very much for listening. And, um, we can actually say something about Chuck Norris and it's relevant because we've spoken about Chuck Norris quite a lot this episode. So yeah. just, that's nice. That's nice off. Get some Chuck Norris in ya. Goodbye. Goodbye, Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs>